Hey, Samantha. Hey, Jen. What are you listening to this week? Welcome to season three of What Are You Listening To? The weekly podcast created to foster community through music by sharing the stories behind the songs that soundtrack our lives. Some of the songs are old, some new, all good. I'm Jen Tully, and this week I'm joined by Samantha Bove. Samantha is a leadership coach, corporate speaker, and Reiki teacher. Additionally, she is creator and host of the extraordinary podcast, She's Too Much, the podcast that encourages women to go ahead and be too much and then some. We'll learn more about Samantha's mission to spread the word that the thing you think that makes you too much is exactly what the world needs more of in life and business. Please join us as we discuss four songs about love and all that that implies. For the best listening experience, I recommend tuning into the show on Spotify. There you can hear the show with the songs we discuss incorporated. You can also find the show on Apple, Amazon Music, or wherever you stream. But if you're not listening on Spotify, be sure to give the playlist a listen and then tune into our conversation. With that, let's get started. Samantha... What are you listening to this week? I'm listening to Disfruto by Carla Morrison. Oh, you've got to tell me about this song, Samantha. I love this song so much, and I'm always so happy when people bring foreign language songs to the show. This is um, a Mexican artist, an indie pop guitarist and singer. And again, I'm such a lyrics driven person that it's so easy for me to make that the only focus of a song. And a song like this just allows me to get swept away into like the feeling of the music. So tell me about the song. How did you find this artist? Why did you pick it? Why this song? I think that you just described it the best. When I heard this song, I felt taken by it, Mm. like truly swept away into, I would just say a very deep, deep part of myself that is kind of like, I've heard, I've heard one of my spiritual teachers describe it as like a holy longing. And I really love that phrasing of like, not a longing for something thing or someone, it's really like a holy longing, like that deep desire to connect with whatever God means to you, Um, like an eternal type of, you know, there must be something more, there must be something after this or before this kind of feeling, like a really deep feeling. And I heard it when I was putting together a Reiki playlist for one of my clients. And I my favorite thing on Spotify is you know, going to a song that you like, then going to the radio of it and finding all the new songs. I'm like, that's like, I think the best invention in the world. And this song just came on and I just remember like crying to it and seeing the, the effect that it had when I was with my client on the table. And I love listening to music that I don't understand. I understand a little bit of Spanish, but not a lot. Um, and actually, most of my favorite songs, funny enough, are in foreign languages, Italian and um, Spanish, because I feel like it allows me to actually connect with the lyrics deeper because of the way that they're 
singing it. And so that was how I, that was how I found it and a little bit of what it means to me. Yeah. And I love, it's so funny that I had the exact same note. I said, this song gives me such feelings of love and longing. And again, I think that speaks to exactly your point, right? Neither one of us knew before looking at a translation exactly what the song said, but we knew that there was some sort of longing in it, right? I think it's just so, it speaks so much to how much we're all more alike than we are different. You know, like no matter what the language, like you can still, you can still feel it. You can, her voice is so pure and so clear and she sounds entirely certain of what she is saying. That's the other note that I made, right? Like it just comes through to me that the words she's saying, it feels like she chose them so carefully and deliberately and she's saying exactly what she wants to say. And then I looked at the translation and my mind was totally totally blown. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited to know why. (laughs) Well, I think it's just because it is so beautiful. You know, the title translates into I enjoy. And then she has this beautiful chorus. I have to read the chorus, the translation, because my Spanish is rusty. So um, I'm not going to go there. But the translation is I want to give you a kiss, waste my time with you, keep your secrets, take care of your memories hug you, wait for you, adore you, be patient with you. Your madness is my science. What? (laughs) Okay. So that line, I was hoping you would read that. So there's a few different translations. One is your madness is my science. And the other one is your lunacy is my science. Mm. And I was just like, that's it. And I feel like it's when I actually first heard the song, I very much felt like this is a relationship with herself before I read the translation. I Mm -hmm. still really much feel like that, at least for me. What I also love is that the the translation, the lyrics really can be applied to self, kids, or partner. Like it's not explicitly like sexual or anything like that or romantic in nature. It's just really about like that deep, deep love. And yeah, your lunacy or your madness is my science is like, I feel like that describes that's like the difference between like the people who I really freaking love and not. You know, it's the people who it's like, you're coming to me with some really crazy out there nonsense. And yet I'm here to like jump in that mind and dig through it with you and help you understand it. And I want to understand it more rather than, you know, the people I'm like, you know, this is just kind of crazy. And I don't really have the deep desire to figure this out with you. I don't feel like that's part of my, my path here. So I think it's so stunning. Yes. And I, you know, I'm, I alluded to it in the intro that we're, you know, we're talking about love and all of that imply, all that that implies. And you just kind of hit the nail on the head with that too, right? I feel like it's so important to reflect on love often and all love, self-love, familial love, romantic love, right? Like it's something that I think, especially as young girls and young girls of a certain age, you know, my age, we were really kind of brought up in this fairy tale vision of like these, you know, this man sweeping you away. And so I find that I 
sometimes am falling back into that old story, you know? And so I do reflect on love a lot and all different kinds of love because I'm trying to write a new story around that. I don't like that old story. It didn't serve me well. And so I'm always thinking of of new ways to rewrite that story. And love is just a really complicated emotion. And like you mentioned, when I listened to this song and went back and read the translation, I immediately thought of my daughter right? It immediately brought up a mother-daughter love for me. And I can see, like you said, how it can be about romantic love or self-love even, but it really, really spoke to motherly love to me. And that's something that with your children, you do, you really have to get in their heads. You kind of don't have a choice. And they're, you know, you spend a lot of time when they're little, like, oh, that's like dad, or that's like mom. And then they turn into this, you know, person that's very much their own. And that's a, that's a madness or a lunacy that I'm happy to dive into, right? Like to go deep on that. So I really love that the song resonated with us so strongly. And in really same and really different ways, right? I just think that's so cool. Yeah, me too. It's really, I would say like right now, it's my favorite song. Such a good song. Well, we we take it a different direction um, in speaking about love with your second pick. Um, another amazing song um, that I know whenever people hear this on the playlist, it's just going to put a smile on people's faces. So tell me what your second pick is. I just called to say I love you by Stevie Wonder. Oh, tell me about this song and what this one means for you. I think that this song is like, um, it's funny because we are living, um, we're working on a new show for the Super Awesome Mix Network called The Battle, where we're doing song versus song. And season one is about 80s movie songs. And I'm not sure if you know that, but this song won an Academy Award um, for a movie called The Woman in Red many, many years ago. And so a lot of the songs that we're talking about in Battle Mix actually lost the Academy Award to this song. And so I'm like, it's so funny that this one's like popping up again. Um, So again, being a person that is younger, that was not around watching these 80s movies, tell me how you found this song and what it means to you. So I feel very fortunate in the sense that I grew up with parents who like, I think had really good music tastes. Like I grew up with Stevie and Whitney Houston and The Temptations and Tina Turner and Michael Jackson and Elvis and Frank Sinatra and just like really Sam Cooke, like epic, epic artists and musicians. And it's something that as I'm getting older, I'm so grateful for because it was soul. Like all of these artists, soul music, and it really is deep, meaningful, beautiful soul songs. And Stevie to me is just it's the music and the instruments And like the jazz influence or something about it that if I am not in a good place, one song of Stevie Wonder, I probably listen to him way more when I'm upset because by the end of one song, I'm pretty good. (laughs) Like even if I'm a little bit more sad, I'm, I feel like a little bit more through it. Like I just feel like he has this very much like happy fatherly energy like my dad had and you know, I went down like a little bit of a research rabbit hole when I was thinking about these songs. And the beautiful thing is like a lot of the songs that he wrote, when you listen to them, like I think people think romantic because that's like the story of love that gets, you know, the movie tickets. And like, this is about his mom. 
Mm-hmm. And the other one that I was thinking about, isn't she lovely, is about daughter. his daughter. Yeah. And I just, yeah, this song to me, you know, I was thinking, okay, what songs are meaningful? I'm like, well, the most meaningful songs to me are the ones at this time in my life too that remind me of my dad that like, you know, can be a portal to connect with him. He passed in 2020, which is still like very difficult for me to even say. Yes. And this song wasn't necessarily something like we listened to all the time. Stevie was on in the house, but Stevie's energy really reminds me of my dad, like very playful and very soulful and very um, willing to go there with his love. Like Stevie's just like, I'm going to write this song about my daughter. I'm going to write it about my mom. Like this is just how I love and how we should be loving. And that was just my dad. Like he would all the time be like, well, what's going on? Baby's called say, I love you. How are you? Like there was no, he never felt, never felt like he really wanted anything for me other yeah. than truly to prioritize his expression of his love. And that's really like the biggest thing in his legacy that I try to move forward with. So beautiful. And and I love too that, you know, again, another note that as I'm looking at my notes for the show, like I said, I love this song because it reminds me of my dad. <laughs> you know, I think it's kind of universal. And I think, you know, lyrically, the song is so clever the way he goes through the months and the seasons. But the real magic for me is not necessarily even in the simplicity of I just called to say I love you, but it's in the lyric and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Right. Like to me, that's like and that's how dads are. Right. It sounds like that's how your dad was and is. It's how my dad is like doesn't want anything. He's just calling to say he loves me and he means it from the bottom of his heart. And I think it's hard to think about things that I really do mean from the bottom of my heart. And so I try and choose my words carefully when I think about that, right? I'm like, if I'm going to say something important to somebody, I really should mean it from the bottom of my heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think, you know, too, this song, um, it, you know, it, it, because of the time frame it came out, it reminds me of my dad. Um, but now, too, I think of it a lot as, as a self-love reminder. You know, there's like no need for a special occasion for us to remember to love ourselves as much as we love others. And I think it should be the first place we start. And so often it isn't, you know, and I think your podcast, She's Too Much, does such a great job at putting self-love like front and center. Um, and I wonder, like, just from um, a a standpoint of like living your life, like how do you do that? Are you really intentional about it? Is it something that you think your parents fostered in you? Like, where do you think that comes from? Mm, That's a really great question to reflect on. So I am really intentional about it. I will say to the point that absolutely people would think it's like self-centered. And at stages of my life, my sister, and we've had like very open dialogues about this, would say like, you're being so selfish. Like you need to be doing more for dad. While I had other friends who were like, I would never do this amount of stuff for a parent if they were, you know, sick and whatnot. And it's to me, like the way practically, well, first of all, I would say, yes, I think my parents really fostered that. Um, what's coming up for me right now, I guess I'll just go with it is 
like I remember when my dad was like first diagnosed with his conditions and um, I was moving to California and um, his goal was to come. And eventually, you know, years later, I was able to get him there living with us for a short period of time, unfortunately. But that was like a big goal that we all kind of kept as like, it was his vision to go there. Yeah. And I obviously had to go first. And um, I remember talking to him about it and I was like, you know, I think I should stay. And he's just like, the only thing that would be worse than my situation now is you not like really full out living your life. Like that Mm. will bring me the most joy. And I think that that is really every parent's intention is for their, their kid to live their life full out. But I think I have seen at least like with my own mom, she wants that, but the reality of it is actually like a little bit unbearable for her to yeah. like really see how free I am. And that doesn't involve like living in Naples, Florida next door to her, you know? <laughs> so, but they still both really encourage like you live your life in the most authentic possible way that you can. And so with like the practicality of that, like I'm thinking last night, <laughs> I was preparing for a date that I knew I had a feeling he was going to flake for whatever reasons. And I'm just like, intuitively, I don't see this happening. So I'm like, I got that little hit earlier on in the night. And I'm like, you know what? I am going to get ready. I'm going to look really cute. I'm going to like really take my time. I'm going to put on a good playlist. I'm going to like put my makeup on slowly. I'm not going to rush. I'm going to light a candle and I'm going to go to this like really cute wine bar that I've been wanting to try. I'm going to take my computer. There's a few poems that I want to finish and I want to prep a couple things for the podcast next week. And I'm going to like really go on a date with myself. I was like, and if it happens, it happens. It didn't happen. (laughs) Um, But I was like, how much self-love can I bring to this evening and like decide like I'm going to take myself out no matter what, because I really do deserve that. And I kind of just flow through my life like that. Like how much can I adorn myself? How much can I appreciate myself? And it's taken, it's been a whole journey. Well, thank you. I mean, honestly, thank you for that. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart when I say thank you, because that's something that I try and really be careful of saying to my daughter, you know, who's 15. Like I try and never tell her she's being selfish when she's doing something for herself, because I really feel like that's a word that was weaponized against women for a long time. You know, like it's our nature to take care of people. It's part of our essence as as females, as humans, really. But I think it's considered, a, a you know, much more feminine quality. And I think that turning that on yourself, it can only be a good thing yet. It really is kind of, you know, um, used as a derogatory or, or a way to sort of keep women in check, you know, like you can't want something for yourself because you're being selfish. And so I really am so glad that you're just like removing that, like, let's take it out of our language and the way that we speak specifically about women who are taking care of themselves. And I'm so grateful that on your show, you do that and that you offer like really practical tools to do it as well. I, um, I know one of my episodes, for those of you that are looking to dive into She's Too Much, one of my personal favorite episodes is the episode you did around birthdays. 
Aries. Um, and you talk about this, you know, like some friends are like, don't even mention my birthday. Some people don't even want to tell you when their birthday is. I'm one of those like, oh, when March rolls around, we're celebrating all month. You know, like I love a good birthday and anybody else's too. Like I'm down for the party. So <laughs> I like it. But you have this really amazing practice where every year you write a birthday card to yourself and then you open it the next year. Um, and so when I heard this song, I was like, you know what? I think I'm also going to like maybe monthly, like leave myself a, a voicemail, you know, like calling to say, I love you, Jen, like and meaning it from the bottom of my heart when I call myself. Um, so I thank you for offering me again, like that really practical tool um, because it encourages me to look for other places to incorporate that. Oh, I love that. I'm taking that. I, you take it, take it, take it right back. I'm going to call myself today. <laughs> Do it, I right? That. Yeah, I think it's so good. I think it's so good. That was part one of Jen's interview with Samantha Bove. Join us next week to hear part two, including Jen's two picks.